What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole Noble, a.k.a. Slaw. Uh, we're back again this week for another weekly episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for joining um, today for to listen to today's episode. Um, we're changing it up this week. Uh, the last two weeks, if you missed out on those episodes, we talked about the NBA in the bubble and then the NBA playoff predictions, Slaw's playoff predictions. And so far... Um, we're hitting them on the nail. We messed up with the Bucks, giving them the sweep. Um, the Bucks unfortunately lost game one to the Orlando Magic as a Bucks fan. That one hurt. Um, but yeah, so if you didn't check those two episodes, go back and check those two out. And then the three weeks ago, we did an episode with Javik Blake talking about the MLB, um, the uh, start of their season coming out of the coronavirus. So we haven't talked about football in a while. We haven't talked about the NFL in a while. And that's my favorite things, the NFL and football. So I realized I haven't talked about it in a while, so I'm deciding to bring it back this week. we got some great content to talk about. Hope you guys are ready. Um, we got some scoop of what's going down inside training camps across the nation and all 32 teams and what's going on there. Uh, so we got a, a little bit to talk about there, about the buzz going on so far uh, throughout training camp. And then we're going to get into today's episode. For the topic of today's episode, we're going to be talking about Slaw's dark horse candidates who could potentially win the NFL MVP award this season. So you got some interesting names on our list. Uh, we're going to start it with uh, three honorable mentions and then go into our top five players who we think could be the dark horse winner of the, the NFL MVP. So we're not going to go with the obvious, you know, guys like Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. We're not going to go anywhere, not even touch those guys for today's episode. We're going with strictly with guys who you know aren't getting a lot of credit and whose teams have done a lot this offseason. They're in a prime shape to really explode this season like we saw from Lamar Jackson last year. Guys who we think could really impress and really go off this year and could potentially win the NFL MVP award that no one's really talking about. So we're going to talk about all that and um, just all that good stuff on today's episode, bringing it back with the NFL. So let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. So as we said in the intro, we're going to begin today's episode talking about uh, the NFL training camp and what's been going on. The big buzz, I would say, from the last week of training camp, how practices are going. We're going to be talking about three teams in particular uh, to start off today's episode because these three teams, you know, the past the, this past week of training camp and practice, they've been in the buzz a lot lately, and they were in the news all week long. So we're gonna uh, break those three down, uh, talk about the big news that's going on with those three teams, and then get into the rest of the episode talking about our dark horse candidates. But we're gonna start with what's going on over in Foxborough with the New England Patriots. Um, and their little quarterback controversy going on. Uh, if you remember, in the offseason, they moved on from Tom Brady, uh, their longtime starter franchise guy. And they're entering a new era of Patriots football this year. Um, they brought in quarterback Cam Newton from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they brought Brian Hoyer back from the Indianapolis Colts, a guy who's been with New England for multiple years and knows the system. And then they have 2019 fourth-round pick Jarrett Stidham. So those are the three guys that they got working right now in training camp for that quarterback one uh, job in New England. And what's interesting about this scenario, 
um, is that me- is that the media all week long has been talking to Bill Belichick about these these three guys, and Bill Belichick brought up that they could even go with a quarterback platoon for this season, meaning that uh, for certain games you could see two quarterbacks actually be playing for the New England Patriots on separate drives. So whether it's Cam, Brian Hoyer, or Jarrett Stidham, we don't know. Uh, Bill Belichick didn't get into any detail about it whatsoever in typical Bill Belichick form. Just said that you know they're going to do whatever they can to win games, and whatever that may be, that's the way they're going to go. So it's typical Bill Belichick. No one knows what to expect in New England. But all we do know is that Cam, Brian Hoyer, and Jarrett Stidham are going to be really interesting to watch. And Stidham actually is dealing with a hip injury and has been knocked out of practice for several weeks um, that reported late in the week by the Patriots. So now it comes down to Brian Hoyer and Cam Newton who are working for that quarterback one job. But whether it will actually be a quarterback one job or not is going to be interesting to see um, at the beginning of the season because could we see a quarterback platoon happen in New England? Could it work this season, have multiple quarterbacks in on different drives? And on different plays, I mean, we've seen that with the Saints. We could see it with the Eagles, too, um, with Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. So could they play two quarterbacks on the field at the same time, different quarterbacks on different drives? Uh, That kind of thing we're keeping an eye on with New England. Just what exactly is going to happen with their quarterback situation? Something we never never had to think about before in New England. But this year, it's a different era for the Patriots, so that's why we're talking about it. So it's interesting to see how it's going to play out come uh, the beginning of this season. The next team that's gets some that has some big buzz in training camp, and this actually is breaking news. We got Earl Thomas, the star safety that the Ravens acquired last season, had an altercation with safety Chuck Clark um, earlier th- early this uh, or yeah early this week, late last week, whatever the case may be, but. Breaking news here, talking on Saturday, um, Earl Thomas got into an altercation with Clark during practice. Um, there were some issues on a play, led over to talking on the sideline, led to an altercation where uh, um, other members of the team had to break the two apart. Earl Thomas was sent home from practice by the Ravens and has not yet um, come back as we're speaking on Saturday. So this is really interesting. Earl Thomas is obviously a key key cornerstone to this Ravens defense and if the Ravens want to have any success they need their star safety back out there but exactly what exactly would happen from this altercation is right now unknown Um, it's surprising that Earl Thomas was sent home there's reports on NFL Network this morning that the Ravens could be pursuing other options with Earl Thomas whether it be you know removing him from the team canceling out his guaranteed money uh, looking for a trade partner for Earl Thomas Crazy, crazy news. We don't know what's going to happen with Earl Thomas. Definitely something to also keep an eye on going in to this week of training camp. And then Earl Thomas, uh, early on Saturday morning, posted a video of practice film on which on which the play occurred that caused the altercation with Chuck Clark. But he posted that play from practice on social media. Uh, we're probably going to see a fine from the team for that. Um, the media or the NFL and NFL teams have been really hard on media and not letting them uh, record practices, obviously, for obvious reasons. And Earl Thomas getting a hold of that play um, on film and posting it on social media, not good for the Ravens and their organization. So interesting to see what's going to go down with that as well. So this coming week, Earl Thomas is going to be a big name to keep an eye on. 
and the Baltimore Ravens to see if these two can work work out this issue between the two of them and what their plan would be going forward. And then the third team we're going to talk about um, with some training camp buzz this past week is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers are entering into this season after um, arriving again to the NFC Championship last season before getting blown out by the San Francisco 49ers. And they had one of the most interesting and buzzworthy off seasons. Um, didn't get a wide receiver to help Aaron Rodgers out in that offense that got absolutely um, blown out by the San Francisco 49ers and instead drafted Jordan Love first round with the 23rd overall pick, the quarterback from uh, Utah. And they got Jordan Love and what many many people are predicting as the future successor of Aaron Rodgers. Um, so interesting to see how he's been progressing through training camp in his first training camp in the NFL. Uh, but so far, he's not been performing up to his first round grade. Aaron Rodgers is having to consistently show uh, Jordan Love the ropes, um, as he should as a starting quarterback and as a guy below him on the depth chart, something you would you would want to see from your starting quarterback. But Jordan Love currently third, um, the third quarterback in terms of reps so far through training camp. They got Tim Boyle, the backup from last season, um, continuing to be the backup, getting second-team reps with Jordan Love taking the third-team reps early on. In training camp, that's something to keep an eye on. With many people thinking that Jordan Love could be the successor to Aaron Rodgers in the next two to three years, uh, it's interesting to look at Jordan Love's progression uh, this offseason and see how well he can perform and if he can get you know his timing and his footwork and passes accurate. That's issues that we've already seen from Jordan Love so far this training camp, and also from the Packers, AJ Dillon, the second round running back from BU. That guy is a massive man. I just want to throw out there, throw that out there as well. Um, you know, almost like the Saquon Barkley type guy, just the size of his legs and quads, just like Saquon's over in New York. And head coach Matt Lafleur of the Packers said that AJ Dillon is one of the biggest running backs he's ever seen. That's interesting. An interesting point from him, considering he was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans and coach Derrick Henry who probably is the biggest running back in the NFL. So second-round running back A.J. Dillon already making some big news over in Green Bay and already um, taking some good reps over there in training camp and impressing a lot of the media. Everybody's want to seeming, seeming to want to take a picture of him and how big he is. Uh, but that's all we got for training camp buzz uh, coming out of the last week. Just some things we wanted to hit on before today's episode. Um, and just what's going on so far through training camp. So we're now going to get into the bulk of today's episode, and that is going to be our Dark Horse NFL MVP candidates. And I'm really excited about this. Um, I I love putting together uh, lists like this and being able to just, you know, give out some bold predictions here and there, see how you guys respond to them, and, of course, seeing what happens with these bold predictions going into the season. Uh, so we, like I said in the intro, we got three honorable mentions, and then we're going to go over to our top five more in-depth, um, our top five guys who we could see winning the NFL MVP award. But let's start with our honorable mentions. Number one, uh, we got Matt Ryan. Um, so Matt Ryan's a guy who has already won an NFL MVP um, during that run to the Super Bowl with Atlanta four years back. So we know what Matt Ryan's capable of doing. Um, it's just whether or not he can get back to that form and if the Falcons offense 
can get back to that form. Um, this offseason, they acquired Hayden Hurst, tied in from the Baltimore Ravens, and Todd Gurley, the former um, former offensive player of the year from the L.A. Rams at running back. And, of course, still got Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley at wide receiver. So Matt Ryan has the weapons at his disposal. It's just whether or not he can put something together this year in a tough, tough, tough NF, NFC South division. And this season, I, I said it last year and it didn't happen, but this year definitely Dan Quinn and his job is on the line this season. He has to correct this offense, get them back to that level they were in 2016 during that Super Bowl run. And if he can do that, that's my reasoning why I think I could see Matt Ryan have a great year this year if they can get that offense right and come back to an MVP level. Um, but a lot is at stake for Atlanta and a lot is at stake um, for Dan Quinn to make that right. So Matt Ryan gets the honorable mention. He's not quite up there, um, in my opinion, to be a huge dark horse candidate and a guy we really need to keep an eye on. But Matt Ryan could have a chance to uh, have another season like 2016 and you know really come out and just impress from week one and onward. But just in that tough NFC division um, with Drew Brees and Tom Brady, they're going to really take the spotlight away from the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan, in my opinion. Uh, but there's always that slim chance that it, could, that it could happen and get things right over in Atlanta. So that's why he's number one on the honorable mention. And then next we got Matthew Stafford, the quarterback for the Detroit Lions. He's coming off a back injury um, that, su that he suffered last year in 2019. But another guy who um, has had strong, strong seasons before, but has also struggled before, like uh, we were saying with Matt Ryan. But Stafford, if he can put together a great 2020 campaign, you know, they added DeAndre Swift at running back with on Johnson. Kenny Galladay is uh, really folding into that fold of, you know, becoming a top 10 wide receiver in the league. Just TJ Hawkinson, uh, second year tight end. He's coming in this year with a lot to prove. Um, really, really disappointing season rookie year in terms of the hype level around him and what he produced. He's really looking to bounce back at tight end. So Matthew Stafford has a lot of weapons, but again, like we said with Matt Ryan, it's a tough division to compete with. You get with Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins, and potentially, you know, maybe Nick Foles getting the job over in Chicago, or whatever the case may be with Chicago. Still a tough division to stand out as a quarterback. But if Matt Ryan comes into the season healthy, stays healthy, and really shows off that strong arm we all know he has, and gets the ball downfield time and time again. He might be able to save Matt Patricia's job this season and have another strong, strong candidacy and could climb the ranks in the MVP list this season. So that's another reason we got him on the honorable mention. Um, and then our third guy, we got Michael Thomas, the wide receiver from the Saints, um, the 2019 Offensive Player of the Year. This guy went off last season, broke the all-time receptions record in a season. And, you know, in his opinion, he said he can do it again. He can go back and go back to back and break the record um, that he set the previous year. So if Michael Thomas has another breakthrough or another breakout year like last year, continues on that same level of success, people need to start putting his name in question um, for that you know number one wide receiver in the NFL. Um, if he has another year like he did, he had an insane year last year. And with Drew Brees entering into what's likely his final year this year, this is a chance that the Saints need to make a push for the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust for the Saints. Um, if this is Drew Brees' last year, he's going to want to go out 
in style, similarly to like we saw with Peyton Manning, for the sake of his legacy, for the sake of, you know, being one of the great all-time quarterbacks, he's going to need Michael Thomas to, to step up again this season, even better than he did last year, and improve on his success from last season, being the offensive player of the year. So if Michael Thomas can do that again this season, he has a strong chance to be a dark horse um, NFL MVP award winner this season. Uh, but again, that's one where you never really see a wide receiver win the MVP award. So it'll be interesting to see if he can replicate the success of last season and also compete with some of these other guys that we have on our list in our top five. And of course, the guys who are obvious um, MVP winners or MVP candidates right now, like Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, uh, Russell Wilson, the guys who the odds are really heavily favored for those guys. So I have to see if Michael Thomas can compete with all those guys ranked above him. And like I said, it's hard for a wide receiver to win the MVP award. Last year with Michael Thomas, one of the best years we've seen out of a wide receiver, and it still wasn't close to him getting the MVP award. So if he can improve on that, he does have a chance, but still unlikely. So that's why we got him as our third honorable mention uh, for the MVP award. So now let's uh, move over into our top five uh, MVP dark horse candidates. Coming in at number five, we got Ezekiel Elliott, the running back for the Dallas Cowboys. And a lot of news for the Dallas Cowboys this year, uh, trying to extend quarterback Dak Prescott, didn't get it through, playing on a franchise tag. Um, he's a guy who... Could be in his last year as well with the Dallas Cowboys. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see how Dallas runs their offense this year. And I think if they run it the way I think they're going to run it, Ezekiel Elliott is absolutely going to explode again this season and is going to finish as probably the number one ranked running back this year. Might even, uh, might even win the rushing title in yards. This guy is prime for a big year. He is the star in Dallas. They need to run the offense through Ezekiel Elliott, take the ball away from Dak Prescott. But if you look on it, look at it on the flip side, the Cowboys brought in C.D. Lamb um, first round from Oklahoma. Lightning uh, wide receiver, got the tall frame, really, really great deep threat, probably the greatest deep threat in this draft. And then adding him with, you know, guys they already got with Amari Cooper and all of those other players on the offense. Um, and on, on their receiving threat, it's going to give Dallas or Dak Prescott a lot of options going forward to this season and new head coach Mike McCarthy to really extend this ball downfield. And that's the reason I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to explode this year. If they implement that deep threat um, opportunities with Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb on the outside, this team will be able to stretch the defense out down the field get the safeties back, get the linebackers coming back. And that's where you hit him hard, three straight plays with Ezekiel Elliott, and he's going to explode through the middle of the field, be into that second level time and time again, every rush. And that's what I'm seeing this year from Ezekiel Elliott. He is going to straight up go off this year. And his ability to run and also receive, being a rushing and receiving threat out of the backfield, gives Ezekiel Elliott another boost for stats this year. And another boost for him to really impress the league and go off and, like I said, be the number one running back this year. And with the defense that they got over in Dallas, it's going to give um, Ezekiel Elliott more opportunities 
And like I said, that deep threat ability will give the Cowboys more opportunities at points, which will give them the lead late in the games, which will mean more opportunities for Ezekiel Elliott to run the ball. And another thing that's interesting about Ezekiel Elliott is last season in 2019, Ezekiel Elliott had 1,357 yards, 54 receptions, and 14 touchdowns. And that was after an offseason in which Ezekiel Elliott was not with the team. He was holding out for the new contract, which he did end up getting. So this year, Ezekiel Elliott, full offseason under his belt, still has a top three offensive lineman, offensive lineman group and football. Um, I think that Ezekiel Elliott is primed for success this year, and that's why I have him ranked at number five in Dark Horse MVP candidate. Ezekiel Elliott is going to explode this year, and like I said, he's going to be the top running back this season. So at number four, we got Carson Wentz, uh, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we have him right here for one reason, and that's health. Health permitting, Carson Wentz could be a dark horse candidate this season, and you know he struggled with injuries all you know pretty much every year of his young career, but when he's healthy, this guy is one of the top tier quarterbacks in the NFL, and if Carson Wentz has another or has a full season and stays healthy throughout the year. The Eagles are primed for success this year. And look at the weapons that Carson Wentz has at his disposal this year. You know, at, at wide receiver alone, this guy's got Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Ragor that they drafted in the first round from TCU, and J.J. Arcia-Whiteside entering his second year. And they're expecting a huge elite from him. And that tight end, you got Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, one of the strongest tight end groups in the NFL. And then you got second-year running back Miles Sanders out of the backfield. So a lot of weapons for Carson Wentz to distribute the ball out on offense and um, really good opportunity for him to uh, you know just pound the stats and improve on his stats from last season in which he threw for 4,039 yards, 27 and se- 27 to 7 touchdown interception ratio and a 93.1% quarterback percentage in 2019. So Carson Wentz, full healthy season. Remember that, full healthy season has a chance to be another break or has a chance to have another breakout season and really, you know, show um show the Eagles that he is their guy, that they made the right decision, uh, sticking with him back when back after their Super Bowl win when they stuck with Carson Wentz and moved on from Nick Foles. He has a he has a chance this year to prove that that was the correct decision. But at the same time, health permitting if Carson Wentz goes down they got a tough decision um, drafting Jalen Hurts, the guy from Oklahoma and Alabama. Like I always said, that guy's a born winner. And if Carson Wentz goes down, he could step in immediately and go off, in my opinion. Because even though Carson, if even though Carson Wentz has all these weapons at his disposal, if he goes down, Jalen Hurts has those same weapons and a, a lot better dual threat ability at the quarterback position. But health permitting, Carson Wentz, full season healthy, has a chance to be. Um, the top or in the top four for my dark horse MVP rankings. And also to mention with the Eagles, they have the 29th ranked um, strength of schedule going from toughest to easiest. So easy schedule this year for the Philadelphia Eagles. And aside from the Dallas Cowboys, they have an easy division with the New York giants and the Washington um, football team. So all that uh, for Carson Wentz to improve on his 2019 year and have another great year in 2020. So now we're entering our top three for our dark horse candidates for the for the NFL MVP. We're gonna um, 
So we're moving now to number three. We got Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills, the quarterback over in Buffalo. And this year for the Buffalo Bills, it's win the division or bust. Um, and if they can't win the division this year, all eyes are going to look to Josh Allen because this is the year where he needs to get it to get. He needs to put it together, and this needs to be his breakout year this this year and year three. So the Buffalo Bills right now are looking like early AFC East favorites with Tom Brady gone in um, in New England. New England, obviously the obvious um, favorite year after year in that division, but with TB12 gone in New England and the quarterback controversy going on there with uh, Hoyer, Stidham, and Cam Newton like we talked about early in the episode, the Bills are looking like huge favorites right now to win um, the AFC East. You know, they made the playoffs last year um, in the wild card and had a great season last year. And now with Josh Allen, he has playoff experience. Um, you know, he had that wild card loss to the Houston Texans, but now he knows what playoff football is like and knows what to expect this year. And hopefully, I think he should have learned his lessons about ball security that he struggled with in his first two years in the NFL. I think he's finally going to get that together. Not too many interceptions that we've seen from him, not too many fumbles. And then another thing with the Buffalo Bills, they added a new wide receiver and a new number one threat for Josh Allen and uh, wide receiver Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is going to be a guy to really um, really push this offense to the next level, in my opinion. Uh, we saw the offense you know, really improve when they got John, uh, John Brown and Cole Beasley, and they became early favorites um, in terms of targets for Josh Allen, but now has a new favorite wide receiver in Stephon Diggs to build that relationship with and be the new number one receiver. So those three guys will give Josh Allen a lot of opportunities to have deep threats downfield with his strong arm. And then if you look at Josh Allen, you know, his first year as a rookie, he had a 10 to 12 touchdown interception ratio, followed it up year two with a 20 to nine touchdown interception ratio. So if he keeps improving on, you know, the touchdowns and the uh, touchdown to interception ratio, you know, really limiting that number for interceptions and, uh, this guy has a strong chance to really go off this year. And last year he had four comeback games and five game-winning drives. This guy's got the clutch mentality in his brain. And Josh Allen has a real strong chance to be a dark horse for the NFL MVP this season. You know, like I said, massive arm, dual threat abilities. This team could be an 11-12 to 12 win team. They got a really underrated defense, in my opinion and plenty of weapons on offense to go around for Josh Allen and that strong arm. So Josh Allen has a strong chance to break out this year, and something I'm really looking forward to seeing out of the young quarterback. So then at number two, uh, we got Drew Locke, the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. This guy's entering his second year, and you know every year we see the second-year breakout QB. Uh, we saw it last year with Lamar Jackson. This year, I think Drew Locke's the guy. Um, everyone's saying that Daniel Jones, look how you know improved Daniel Jones is looking this offseason. I don't, I'm not buying it. Drew Locke, um, keep flying underneath the radar. You're going to be the guy to be the the second year breakout and the sophomore breakout quarterback this year. I mean, as a rookie, he only played five games, but in those five games, he went four and one, um, had a seven to three touchdown interception ratio in those five games. And if you remember that game against the Houston Texans, he defeated Deshaun Watson, throwing for three touchdowns. This guy, um, 
has a strong chance to really break out this year, in my opinion. And in, in the opinion of um, the Denver Broncos, if you've seen what they did this offseason, their offseason off plan was centered around giving Drew Locke every opportunity and every piece he needs to excel this year. Um, in free agency, they added Melvin Gordon, and then in the draft added Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler, the two wide receivers, first and second round. Adding those to the weapons they already had with Philip Lindsay, who's a two-time thousand-yard rusher, Cortland Sutton, a very underrated wide receiver, and Noah Fant, one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. Giving all of those to Drew Locke, you know, they also went out in offseason and added some new pieces to the offensive line, really improved that um, offensive line as well for Drew Locke. And on defense, you know, they got Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller rushing the quarterback both coming into the season very healthy for the first um, for the first time. Both of them healthy, ready to go, and ready to dominate on the defensive line. And, you know, having those two on your defensive line, getting, you know, sacks on the quarterback will create short drives for the other team, which will give the ball um, to Drew Locke, give him a lot more, t- a lot more opportunities in every game. So really looking for big things with Drew Locke this season. He's my favorite quarterback to break out this year and have a strong campaign and look out for him. He's definitely a guy on my radar to win the NFL MVP award. He's flying under the radar, but not under Slaw's radar. He's on mine and a guy I'm really excited to see in year two with the Denver Broncos. And finally, we got our number one dark horse MVP candidate for the 2020 NFL season. And we got... The quarterback from the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield. And before y'all come at me again for, you know, riding hard with the Browns like I did last season and Baker Mayfield, the pieces are here. You know, they were they got the pieces last year. They looked to improve and, you know, heavily disappointed in 2019. But now the weapons are here. I'm, I'm sticking with it again. Y'all can come at me again on social media for this one, but Baker Mayfield has the best weapons in the NFL by far at wide receiver. You know, got Odell Beckham jr. Who was the former, you know, formerly a top two wide receiver in the league. And he's regressed, but he has a chance to come back this season. Jarvis Landry, another top, another guy is a top 15 wide receiver at Odell's best friend. Those two guys to throw to at tight end. They went out this off season and got Austin Hooper from the Atlanta Falcons got him in free agency to pair him up with David and Joku who, you know, at, at first was thinking that, you know, they were going to get trade in Joku that did not go through. And Joku is recommitted to the Cleveland Browns. And then at uh, the running back position, you got Nick Chubb who absolutely went beast last season, a top three running back in the league. And then you got Kareem hunt fully off all of suspension, fully healthy out of the backfield to pair with Bradley or to pair with Nick Chubb. Excuse me. But, you know, he has the best weapons in the NFL. This offseason, Baker looks a, a hundred times better. Lost weight, uh, lost all that weight he gained entering into year two. Cut back down, rebolt, and looks a lot better entering into this season. And the huge issue with Cleveland last year, in my opinion, was head coach Freddie Kitchens. He's out of the team. Um, and entering into the new head coach position is Kevin Stefanski from the Minnesota Vikings. He's going to make this team a lot better. You know, in 2019, the Vikings were averaging 25.4 points per points per game. 
under Stefanski's offense, which was very play-action heavy. With what we saw from Nick Chubb last season, if they run that play-action heavy offense, um, teams are going to be scared of Nick Chubb, which gives the Browns and it gives the Browns a huge position to improve onto this on this year and give Baker, you know, a lot more or a lot less pressure in the pocket with Nick Chubb taking all that pressure from the defense being really play action on that guy will really help this Cleveland offense going forward. And another thing with Baker Mayfield, he's got to prove the doubters wrong. Um, A lot of people are doubting Baker Mayfield um, last season and saying that, you know, maybe he shouldn't have been the guy to be the number one overall pick in that draft. He has a chip now on his shoulder to go out this year and improve. And the one thing I want to see from Baker Mayfield is to cut down on those interceptions. Uh, Last year, he had 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions, a terrible uh, touchdown-interception ratio. And he was on the cusp of a 4,000-yard season, got 3,827. So Baker Mayfield really needs to improve on those stats this year if he wants to really impress the NFL and end up being a MVP candidate. But if you look at it this way, the Browns have the 29th-ranked strength of schedule from toughest to easiest to a very easy schedule for the for the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield to really exploit those defenses this year. And on defense, Miles Garrett returning um, fresh from his suspension. He's going to be coming back to the defense. And then the real thing with the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield having a bounce back year this year is the fact that they improved their offensive line. Sacks is what killed the Cleveland Browns last year. Sacks and interceptions, and both of which were caused by the offensive line and you know baker was faced with a lot of pressure um last year on you know coming from the defensive line so it looks like that they'll be much improved this year and give him a chance to really sit in the pocket analyze and make his correct reads and get the ball out um in the draft they added jedrick wills jr in the first round and jack conklin was added in free agency so the offensive line is vastly improved this year and with all those in place, you know, best weapons in the NFL, like I said, easy strength of schedule, new offense that's really play-action heavy, and the improved offensive line. It's the perfect storm for Baker Mayfield to have a major bounce-back year this year. And I'm writing it down on paper right now. Baker Mayfield is my number one guy who could be a dark horse MVP candidate this season. And like I said, y'all came at me last year for riding with Baker and the Browns. Come at me this year. Do it again because I'm riding with this team this year. And, you know, I don't do they have a shot at taking on the Baltimore Ravens in their division? Um, possibly not with the way the Ravens really improved this offseason. But Baker Mayfield will have a tremendous year this year. Major bounce back year for Baker Mayfield and the Browns. We'll probably definitely see this team in the playoffs finally this year. Said it last year. Riding with it this year. Um, So Baker Mayfield will be my guy to be the dark horse candidate for the MVP award. So with all that said, um, that's pretty much all we have for today's episode. We really just wanted to give our um, top five dark horse MVP candidates. And again, our honorable, our three honorable mentions and um, really hit on some buzz coming in from training camp. So just finally glad to come back to talk about some football and have some stuff to talk about. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, um, stay tuned for more episodes coming every Saturday, and until then, check out some of our other episodes. If you have a long road trip planned back to school, 
vacation, last minute vacations in the summer, anything like that. Check out some other, some of our other episodes. We have great content, great guests, and all that. And then check out our Twitter at Slaw Sports Show and the website with the link on the Twitter. Check out all of our content. I appreciate all you guys for always supporting the podcast and supporting me as well. So with all that being said, I would again like to thank you for listening to today's episode. And like always, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.